Welcome to the More Practice Profits Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnell, health business mentor and podiatrist. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring clinic owners make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode 58 of the More Practice Profits podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnell. Today's topic or title is Handling Bad Reviews. And essentially what I'm talking about is I've had a number of clients recently who um, have had some issues with some reviews and they're not used to it. So if I could give you a bit of background, what happens nowadays normally is the majority of patients that will come to your clinic, other than if they're directly sent by somebody they know, like the GP or someone like that, they'll tend to find you through Google through some sort of search engine. Now, um, as part of this, Google has the ability for those people to leave reviews. Indeed, Google will ask you to leave reviews whether you have set up such a system or not. So um, I noticed on my wife's phone, my beautiful wife, Sinead, that her, um, her smartphone continually says to her, can you tell us what how you found this business here or that business there? Now, on mine, it doesn't do so because I have that turned off. But um, she'll give it three stars, four stars, whatever it happens to be. So the same thing is happening to your clinic and your business, whether you like it or not. And there's nothing you can do to stop that happening. You can't ring up Google and say, don't do that. Indeed, I would recommend you don't do that it, because... What happens is people are using these reviews as a way to figure out, are you the place for them or not? Because they they, they look for a physio clinic or foot clinic or whatever it happens to be. And to them, we all look the same. We all, and, it's, and, and the truth is that most clinics don't really stand out from each other. There's a lot of beige when it comes to this. So they look at the reviews. And if one business has a lot more reviews than the other, they're quite likely to trust that instead. So don't be um, overwhelmed by this or scared of reviews. Um, you can indeed set up through most CRMs um, where you can actually ask and to try ask your patients that have been into you to give you reviews. So you can generate reviews. And we have this set up in my clinic and I help my clients do the same thing. So you can set it up using certain software systems depending on your CRM and it will automatically ask your patients to give you reviews. Um, the CRM I use and that I recommend for my um, clients will send your our patients, our new patients, um, um, a, a text message or an email message and it will ask them to give us um, a, uh, a number out of one to 10 on satisfaction. And if the number is, is high, we will ask them then to give us a Google review with a link. And if it doesn't, if it's not high enough, we won't send that second text. So we, we encourage better reviews on Google review rather than less um, satisfactory reviews. And using that system has allowed my clinic to have 20 times more reviews. Yes, 20 times more reviews than my next best competitor on Google, Google uh, My Business. So if you think about the town that I'm in, if you're typing in the kind of service that I provide and you don't really know the difference between one clinic and another and you see my clinic and it's got 20 times more reviews than the next guy, you're far more likely to pick the guy who's had 20 times more positive experiences from people like you 
than the one who hasn't. So I get my clients in my coaching program, we help them set this up and it's a wonderful system. But what can happen is every once in a while, as recently happened to one or two of my clients who started to use this, is you can get a bad review. And it happens to all of us. It's happened to me. Um, I once had somebody leave a bad review, gave us one star because we didn't answer the phone. Now, we weren't open that day. It was, I can't remember, was it a holiday or something? But we weren't open, so we didn't answer the phone, but they gave us a one star review. And I wouldn't be overly worried and I wouldn't be overly concerned about it and it didn't stress me out. And that patient did come in, they got on well afterwards and they um, they were happy. But that one star review remains on my uh, Google My Business. But it's a tiny portion of the overall. Indeed, if you think about it, if you're looking for some sort of service and you see that they've only got five star reviews and they maybe got a handful, it looks a little bit suspicious, doesn't it? It's, it's quite likely that's just their friends and family that have given those reviews. So, you get your, your nice reviews, you get your good quality four-star and five-star reviews, and I would always recommend you always reply to every single review that you get. get your, um, if you have a receptionist or an admin team to do this for you, just get them to check in maybe once a week um, to have a look and see who's been on, who's left your review, and then say something like, thank you. But you will get the bad reviews, and what are you to do with the bad reviews? Okay, so first, I'm going to talk about what not to do. So the first thing you don't do is you don't panic because this is just a part of being a business. You're not going to keep everybody happy all of the time. Don't take it personally. It's not necessarily a reflection on you. Like my one-star review that we got from a patient, I didn't take it personally. Uh, we just weren't there to answer the phone. And it isn't always that it has to be, has to be reasonable, or reasonable or rational that they're getting this review. It's just this is the way the system works and this is what Google asks you to asks people to do. And the reason is it wants to encourage other people to continue to use Google to find out where to go because that's how Google will make their money. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people do and you should not do is don't shoot off a cross reply as quick as possible. You should really just uh, take your time, wait 24 hours at least to cool down before you say something. Um, and maybe have somebody else read the reply that you're going to put up before you put it up. Because once it's up, there's not a lot you can do. And if the reply that you give isn't satisfactory to the person that's left the bad review, well, you can make a bad situation worse. So let's assume that you haven't panicked, or if you have panicked, um, or you have taken it personally, that you've gotten over that and you've calmed down. What you're going to need to do at this point is you're going to need to take that review at face value. While it may not be true, it is true for the person who wrote that review. And you need to give it the um, gravity and, and the, the, you need to, to believe that what they say is what they think. Secondly, you'll then investigate the matter. So if you have staff, you'll need to go and have a chat with the staff members that were involved in, this, in the care of this patient. Maybe read your medical notes, certainly read your medical notes if it's appropriate, um, and see what is the issue and is the review a fair reflection of what actually happened to the patient. Then once you've done all this, you should write a, a polite reply expressing your disappointment that they're not happy. Now don't apologize and don't say sorry because what we don't want to be doing is, is coming across that we feel we did something wrong, especially when it comes to medical legal matters. But you can certainly 
apologize without apologizing, which is you're expressing your disappointment that they're not happy with the service and that you like to make sure that all patients um, are satisfied with the service that you provide. Don't get into specifics of the case. Remember, um, patient confidentiality, you can't really discuss the case um, specifics over the internet like that. You will um, and potentially be in trouble with your governing body. Um, and what you're trying to really do is you're trying to diffuse the situation and get them onto the phone so that you can follow up offline as opposed to online. So tell them then that whatever it is you, you want to write and do so in a diplomatic language. And this is why if you're not very good at this, if you have a bit of a hot temper, you maybe want to have someone look it over before you press send. Um, and then to make sure that you tell them that you'll have a member of staff contact them directly um, to follow up on this um, as you'd like to make sure to get some further feedback. And what will happen is you remember that you're, you're not just writing this reply for the person that left the feedback. You're writing it for everybody else who's coming along after them, who's going to read the positive and negative reviews. So for example, for me, what I do is if I'm looking at a certain business and I look at their Google reviews, I tend to go and I tend to look at their bad reviews because it gives you a little bit more honesty of what actually is happening. Um, now, you, you might get the odd crackpot, and I know that. And if I have somebody, if I look at a business and they've got 100 reviews and they've got, say, five bad reviews, well, then it's probable that um, the business is quite good, really. It's just one or two people that couldn't keep them happy. So remember that when you're writing your reply. Then the next step is you should follow up that person by phone and address their concerns. Now, this doesn't mean that the patient is always right. So there's an old saying in business that the customer is always right. And I would tell my staff and I would tell my clients that that is not the case in medicine. It cannot be the case because if you just simply do what the patient wants you to do, even if it's not the most appropriate thing for them medically, well, then I don't need to tell you. And you know that you don't really have a leg to stand on then if it comes to any sort of a medical legal thing. So the patient isn't always right. And sometimes you need to point this out to them. And I'm going to give you an example of that. I had a gentleman, now I am no longer running my clinics. I have a practice manager in place who runs the clinics. We had a gentleman there a number about two months ago who rang one of the clinics and said he needed to speak to me. And if he didn't speak to me by the end of the day, he was going to be contacting his solicitor. Uh, so, of course, that was passed on to me and I rang this gentleman straight away who told me he had no intention of contacting the solicitor. He'd only said it because he needed to speak to me. But he went on then and he explained that the reason he wanted to speak to me and get beyond and through the, the reception team was he wanted to make a complaint about the practice manager. And he laid out his complaint and I won't get into what it was. And I listened and I, at this point I already read this gentleman's medical notes and the complaint that he made was completely counter to the, to the medical notes. And I read out his medical notes for him, pointing out that the points he had said to me were the complete opposite of what had happened in his, in his appointment, on top of which um, he'd been uh, contacted afterwards to follow up and see how he was, and he declined to come in and so forth and so forth. But the point I'm making was that I followed this up, and I didn't just assume that the patient was right, and when he was wrong, I pointed it out to him in a polite way. 
So I was addressing his concerns. I was getting him off the internet, getting him online. Now, there was no way we were going to, at the end of it, we had to agree to disagree, but I wasn't letting it just lie. And I wasn't ignoring the complaint because that's the worst thing to do. People, more than anything, it's not that they they want to complain and they want re- uh, recompense or any of that kind of stuff. It's more a case that they want to feel that they're being listened to, even if you, you explain to them that you can't agree with them in this case because you simply can't do what they want because it's not what's right for their health. Um, and I know you know what I'm talking about if you're a medical uh, clinician. So assuming that this patient um, that has left your bad review, you've spoken to them, that you feel they have some some um, justification to what they have to say, well, then you want to try and take some action that you're comfortable with that will try to repair that um, relationship. So in my own clinic, um, we would have a guarantee. And I would always think you should have some sort of guarantee in your business. Now, we used to have a guarantee that if we didn't get you better, we would give you a full refund. Um, and we stopped doing that because we realized that that wasn't really fair because we couldn't get everybody better. It's just not possible in medicine to get everybody better 100% of the time. And we had one or two patients that we felt took advantage of it. So the guarantee we give is in my clinic, we have a 24-hour um, guarantee of full refund. So if you let us, if you're unhappy with an appointment and you let us know within 24 hours and you request it, you can have a full refund. No quibble, no question. And we've done that. Or you might do something like you might have a free follow-up. So let's imagine somebody leaves a bad review because they're unhappy with the treatment that they got. You speak to them on the phone, you you empathize with how they feel, and then you offer to get them back in at no extra charge to see what else you can do to help them. Something like this. But don't ignore it, like I said. I mean, what I want you to kind of take away from this is that every difficulty that in your business, including a bad review, and this would be something I would I would um, explain and teach my clients that come to me when they had a bad review, and they're stressed, and they're worried, and they take it personally, because they care. I mean, I get it, okay? But with every difficulty, there's an opportunity, and the, probably the best opportunity there is with this is to improve your customer service, because what's happening is it's almost like you're having a secret shopper for free tell you what's not good about your business, what's not good about your service. And I would bring this up with um, my team. So we are in our team meetings, we would bring up the complaint and we don't do it in a, in a, a confrontational way. We would do it in a constructive way. So the practice manager would bring up, we had this complaint, I've investigated, I've spoken to the patient, and my opinion is that it was well-founded or not well-founded. So regardless of which, then the team would be asked, what do you think we could do to make sure something like this doesn't happen again? And by continually looking at what was not good, so we black box thinking, what didn't work well, we continually improve our customer service and improve how good a treatment um, and, and therefore business that we have for our customers. And the problem that most clinics have that I see is they simply don't ask. They don't ask because they're afraid of the que- of the answer. So if they don't ask how happy were you with your appointment, then they don't know and they're never going to improve and they put their head in the sand. So because they don't ask and Google does ask, you end up with a higher proportion of 
um, negative reviews because you don't ask, you don't know, you therefore can't uh, look back to see how can I improve so that I don't get any more of these and you end up just continuing around with the bad um, service, customer service from your patient's viewpoint. So the solution overall is to come up with a system that tackles and handles bad reviews, be the reality of bad reviews, because they are coming your way. Um, even if you haven't looked on your, your Google My Business, they are there. You have, in all likelihood, some reviews. So as part of my coaching system, coaching program, what we do is we um, help our clients develop a system to encourage good reviews and to deal with bad reviews that come along. And if you're a clinic owner and you're listening to this and you're feeling that you're doing everything from X to Y and you cannot get your business to become less dependent on you and you're unable to scale and you feel like you're constantly firefighting, if you're worried that you're drifting through your business, things are not changing and that maybe you might burn out or that you might end up in a position where you're going to have to admit defeat and get a job instead. Well then, I would suggest you consider joining my coaching program. If this is something you're interested in, where we will help you to improve your business life and your, your uh, personal life, help you avoid burnout and allow you the ability to step away and step back from your business, but from doing so much um, while still improving your profits and the quality of customer service and medical care you can provide your patients, well then um, the solution for you would be joining our More Practice Profits coaching program. If this is something interests you, go to morepracticeprofits.com forward slash coaching, fill in our discovery call, and we'll have a call with me or one of my team or we'll see are we a good fit, are we the right person to help you, and if not, we'll tell you um, that we're not and we'll suggest you go um, somewhere else. We'll point you in the right direction. So. Until next week, this is Lorcan Dunla, podiatrist and health business mentor, signing out.